Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host Viz. I hope everyone is doing well. I hope everyone had a good weekend. And just to let you guys know, it appears that I cannot see the YouTube chats. Uh, oh, there we go. Khaleesi is with us. I thought the YouTube chats were down. I was going to actually bring up the feed. Welcome to Sammy Collette on Facebook. Khaleesi is with us, is the only person I can see chatting on YouTube. So I don't know if the chats are spotty on YouTube or not. But Khaleesi, just let me know if there are a lot of people chatting because I can only just see you. Welcome to all our folks on uh, Instagram. Andre is with us. Devante is with us. Juan has just joined us. Welcome to all of you. Uh, just a little disclaimer before we get started today. Uh, I am feeling feeling a little bit under the weather. In fact, I uh, uh, debated whether or not to do tonight's show. But at the end of the day, through some very sound advice, uh, I know that coming here and talking to you guys is only going to make me feel better. So I'm like, the show must go on. Uh, what do you mean, Khaleesi, only from Facebook? I could see all the Facebook chats just fine. I could see all, all of our Instagram people coming in. So, But I'm not looking or seeing the YouTube chats. So let me see if I can bring that up real quick. If you guys be patient with me here one second because I don't want to leave the YouTube people out so bear with me there we go it says that I'm on live let me mute that okay all right well okay there we go so anyway uh, as you guys may have noticed, uh, I am, uh, not my usual shiny, clean-shaven Monday self. Uh, for those of you that watch me regularly, know that Sundays are the days that I shave. And Marie, our team member, Marie, our moderator on Instagram, you know, every now and again loves to get on me about being, coming on the show, looking all shiny and stuff, especially to joke to the shiny head. So, Marie... I just want you to give me some leeway today, and I don't want to hear a word about it. I did not shave yesterday, so you guys are going to be seeing some scruff uh, this coming week. <laughs> so get ready for it. You're going to be seeing some scruff. Unless something miraculously happens and I decide to shave before Sunday, yeah, you guys are going to be seeing me really scruffy by the end of this week. Uh, so what I did this weekend, since I wasn't feeling well, was I just plopped my ass on the couch uh, and watched TV. I have not been able to watch a movie, a horror movie, in well over three weeks. So I'm like, screw it. I'm starting to feel a little burned out. So I'm just going to plop my ass on the couch. I'm going to turn on my nice TV that I invested a lot of money in that I don't nearly get to enjoy as much as I should. And I'm going to pick out some uh, horror movies to watch and i watched two horror movies and you guys know i like to watch the off the beaten path horror movies the ones that don't get that much attention i did find two movies and they are both um social media movies based on vloggers video loggers on youtube who would do anything and anything to get views, subscriptions, and whatnot. 
Me personally, I don't care. You want to watch the show? I'd love for you to come and join me. If this is not your thing, you know, thanks for checking us out. But yeah, these people are are the fanatics that will do anything and everything to get a view, a like, a comment on their videos. And of course, in the horror movie realm, that opens up the opportunity for a lot of good stuff for writers. So I watched two movies. The first one is called Followed. And it was actually really good. The second one was called Death of a Vlogger. They're... Uh, the followed is available on Amazon Prime. I think they're both available on Amazon Prime is where I watch them. I have Hulu, Amazon Prime, Shutter. I get kind of confused sometimes. But anyway, I want to show you a trailer for Followed. It's probably a movie that you guys never heard of. I never heard of it until this past weekend. I'm like, let me give this a try. Uh, it was actually pretty decent. The second one was okay. I mean, nothing really to really rant and rave about. But I want to show you the trailer to Followed. And I'm going to show you the trailer to the other one as well. And then uh, maybe you guys will want to check it out. So here it goes. And hit So why did you write about Hotel Lemons? I began to understand why it was so frightening. After I learned more about its sordid history. Are you... Seriously gonna ditch the vlog over one hotel? This is different. I also watch horror movies. That doesn't mean that I believe in everything that I see in them. You got me with Fred the Head. <laughs> He's great, isn't he? What's up, minions? Drop the mic here. Many people don't know this, but real-life serial killer. In 1913, right here is the dumpster where David almost would dump his dismembered body. Shut up, Michael! I just had an incredible phone call. They just told me that if I can get 50,000 subscribers by the end of Halloween weekend. Okay, that's the hitch. Okay, it's in a hotel that the unenlightened claim is mildly haunted. Well, you know, absolutely thrilled. We got a couple of security cams here, spy cam set up with a button. We are now entering the first layer of Dante's Inferno. From here on out, we're rolling 24 7. What you bring into it, psychologically, it matters. So, uh, guys? Oi, guys? Toto, we're not in Kansas anymore. You guys know about the elevator ritual, right? You enter the elevator on the first floor alone. You then go to the following floors in this precise order. You go to the fourth, second, sixth, it's open, and then fifth. Oh, a satanic symbol! What happens next? Apparently you enter the other world. Oh God, Michael, where are you now? I'm heading towards the hotel basement. I beg you, please, get out of there. Who's there? That's what you don't get, Mike. It's not about them being real. It's about you provoking them. What? What the? What just happened? Get your hand off me! We need more subscribers, guys. Come on. I feel like you're in danger. I need you to come home, okay? I think I made a mistake, and and I and I have to finish. Why? So there you go. Uh, of course, with any trailer, they can make the most horrible movie looks good, look good. But that was actually decent. It was a good storyline. And CC Weezy, I swear to God, uh, there has not been a horror movie that you have not seen. CC Weezy has seen Followed. 
I'm actually really impressed by that. I have not even heard of it before this weekend. But uh, it's a really good movie. And like I've always said, you don't need a big production. You don't need a lot of money to make a good, scary horror film. And I like these movies that integrate the world that we're living in, the uh, social media world where people... Like I said, we'll do anything for a subscriber, a follower, a like, or a comment. And uh, this takes it into the real world of a guy uh, who has a sponsorship on the line. And he has to reach 50,000 followers by the end of a weekend at this very haunted hotel in downtown Los Angeles. Uh, The ending had me a little bit confused. Uh... So if you guys watch it, CC Wheezy, if you have an understanding of it, please send me a private message after the show. Uh, if you guys understand the ending, and I'm talking about literally the last five seconds, uh, explain it to me. It was just one of those kind of endings that kind of left you scratching your head. Anyway, that was followed. So it's available on Amazon Prime. If you're a member to stream for free, and of course it's available on all the other video on demand services if you're willing to rent or buy it. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to advocate you guys go out and buy or rent this movie. That's up to you. But it's a pretty decent watch if you're looking for something scary. And it's pretty well written to watch. Now this next movie is called Death of a Vlogger. And it's a guy who actually stars in it. He directed, produced it, wrote it, did the whole nine yards. It's another footage film. And again, it's another guy who is uh, just obsessed with getting followers. And he he puts his entire life online. I guess that's what the point of a vlogger is, right? Video logging, you, you, I don't know, you post your everyday doings and shit like that on the internet and people somehow find that fascinating who am i to judge right but anyway uh things start to go a little bit sour for him like i said these are movies that i just watched they're not brand new but because i never heard of them i mean cc wheezy like i said seems to have watched everything Welcome to Mary Islava on Facebook. Thank you for joining us. So I'm going to show you this trailer, okay? This, again, is called uh, Death of a Vlogger. And check this out. Hey, guys. Graham here. Graham. He's a fod. He would do anything if he thought it would make people laugh or advance his persona or whatever. He's an arsehole, but he's my arsehole. But yeah, I was going to be answering your questions as they came in, but... Aaron? Obviously, I've seen a lot of paranormal activity in my time. Aaron convinced me to come back to investigate the ghost. This alleged ghost that exists in his flat. There's something definitely weird going on, right? I've been doing this job for 10 years. I've never seen anything quite like that. The fact that anyone over the age of five thought these hauntings were real sums up what's wrong with society today. Okay. 
It was you. No. You're losing it, man. The fact that they were presenting it as real. There were some people that really bought it and it really hurt them. Oh my God. It's okay, it's okay. Just keep filming. Thank you. Oh. Who's to say what's real, what's not? And did you believe him? I do now. So there you guys have it. That was kind of short, not doesn't really show much. Uh, not as good as Fallout. Nowhere near as good, but still interesting to watch. Uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and you guys are probably not going to watch this. And if you are, you're really going to impress the shit out of me. But uh, basically this guy, you know, like I said, just like the previous movie, will do anything for a subscriber and whatnot. Uh, puts together a prank, a hoax. Uh, that cup that you saw moving in the beginning of the trailer, that was staged. But come to find out that the actual, this movie takes place in, uh, in the UK, uh, the apartment that he lives in is actually haunted. And uh, he gets busted for the first uh, thing being a hoax. Uh, a person who dedicates to debunking all the hoaxes out there busts him and his buddy right there, exposes him online. Of course, he gets internet shamed the crap out of. And when things start to turn real, of course, nobody believes him. Why would you, right? Uh, this guy's already been proven to be a hoax, a fake. So he has absolutely nobody that believes him when things actually do get real. And it's a premise, uh, kind of unique, interesting, not a great movie. It's good, like I said, if you have some time to watch it, uh, definitely worth a watch if you've got nothing and you're just looking for something interesting to watch. It does have its scary moments, absolutely. Uh, you know, the acting is not that great. You could tell these are amateur actors who... Put this movie together themselves very low budget i'm surprised i would be very surprised if this thing cost more than ten thousand dollars at most to put together but uh i have seen a lot worse i have seen a lot worse movies on a lot bigger budgets than this so it's not going to be your you know biggest mistake to watch it Khaleesi writes, host wasn't even an hour long, but enjoyed it. Host was amazing. One of the, it's not really even underrated. It's, uh, it, it got attention. It's still getting attention. And as the word of mouth advertising continues to go with host, it is only a 57 minute movie found footage. As we've talked about before, it's uh, about a virtual seance done through Zoom that goes completely wrong. Uh, but definitely that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So we did get a video submission that I actually posted within the last 90 minutes. I actually got this yesterday, I believe. Uh, it's from our contributor fandom plus their YouTube channel is called fandom plus. So please go ahead and check it out. I'm going to play that video for you here in a second. It's a walking dead Daryl tribute. 
like I said, I literally posted it less than 90 minutes ago on our on my social media, on all of them. So you guys might have or might not have seen it yet, but worry not. I'm going to play it for you guys right now. It's a Daryl Dixon tribute called Fire. Check it out. There you guys have it. Uh, Kick-Ass song. Another great Daryl video. I want to thank Fandom Plus for submitting it. Like I said, uh, especially for our Instagram folks. Uh, 
it was a full screen. I used a full screen to display the video. You can watch it on any of our social media networks. Just a word of warning for our Instagram users. That video did get flagged uh, in some countries. So if you're watching us in a part of the world and you go to Instagram and you can't find it, that's because Instagram has blocked it in your part of the world. And sorry, not much I can do about that. But you can see it on YouTube. YouTube is showing it without any kind of restrictions whatsoever. So go ahead and head on over to our YouTube channel, Dead Talk Live, and you guys can go ahead and check it out. So let's look at some of the news that has uh, piled on over the last day or two since we've done our last show. As no big surprise, the extended season 10 of The Walking Dead is going to premiere well before February 28th on AMC+. No surprises there. Fans of The Walking Dead will be happy to hear that AMC Plus will debut the first episode of the horror series extended 10th season. Wow, on February 21st. They're airing it a whole week earlier than it's going to premiere on for everybody else on cable. That's, that's huge. Uh, it's... So, like I said, February 21st, ahead of its linear premiere, which will be on February 28th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on AMC here in the United States. To sweeten the deal, all subsequent episodes will debut early on the premium streaming bundle every Thursday before hitting AMC beginning March 4th. So for the first episode, it's going to air a whole week in advance for AMC Plus subscribers. For episodes 2 through 6, they're going to be airing 72 hours before they hit AMC. AMC also released a new promo photos and key art for the new extended season, which you can see below. Uh, when we last saw The Walking Dead, we saw the fall of Alpha and the end of the Whisperer War. The kingdom had fallen, Hilltop was virtually destroyed, and Alexandria abandoned to prepare for final battle. Our survivors were trapped and separated from one another, yet when faced with almost certain death, they rallied together to fight, killing Beta and eliminating the threat of the Horde. The extended season will include six episodes and find the survivors shaking recovery from the destruction that the Whisperers left in their wake. The years of struggle weigh upon them as, a past, as past trauma surface, exposing their more vulnerable sides as they question the state of humanity, the state of their collective community, and the states of their mind. The survivors attempt to persevere. Makes perfect sense. I mean, you we've heard these characters over and over say uh, they're just trying to rebuild society. But at some point, after every obstacle that they've had to face, you got to stop and ask yourself, this is just not going to work. I mean... Uh, humanity has set this course and nothing we can do as our little group tries is going to keep the world going. So 
I like that they're incorporating that into the show. It adds a little bit of realism that after some time, uh, you start to question your own motives. Maybe it's just not worth it. Maybe the world should just die, you know? Here's the artwork that was released. We have Ezekiel being held in the train car by the Commonwealth. Uh, here we have Negan and Carol. Carol is in three, at least three out of the six episodes. I don't know if this is the final one uh, called Here's Negan. And then we have Lucille, a uh, more wider shot. And check that out. She is tied into her IV medications. Can you guys see that? That is pretty cool. She's holding on to her IV stand with her left hand and just unloaded a gun with her right hand. Way to go, Hillary, playing Lucille. And I love the wig. I really do. Uh, she's got the green wig on here. Uh, man, the makeup people did a great job on her. And then we have this unknown character. I have no idea who this is. We're going to find out. But that looks to be Daryl that she's holding up at gunpoint. And then, uh, there we go. This is the end of Here's Negan. This is the end of episode of the sixth episode called Here's Negan. As I have theorized on this show, I believe this is probably in the last final moments of episode six. When Negan has to put down Lucille after she's passed away and probably reanimated. And we see Negan turn into the Negan that we met with the Saviors. Here is the key artwork. Some good work here, of course. All our survivors that are spread apart. And out of all these guys, what's going on with Aaron is probably one of the biggest mysteries. That we just have to wait and find out. So there you guys have it. I love this artwork. This is pretty damn cool. And it's coming out for well, for AMC Plus subscribers in just 20 days. 20 days from today. Now here's an interesting article. I had assumed that they had wrapped up the shooting of Fear the Walking Dead. And they might have well have for season 6. But because of the delays and the pandemic raging on, since everybody was already assembled in Texas, they might have very well kept them there and just went straight into season seven. That would not be out of the question. Instead of them taking a couple months break and then coming back to start shooting up a season seven of Fear of the Walking Dead, they might have kept everyone in Texas because we've had uh, characters, actors from uh, Fear of the Walking Dead. We've had Alexa Neeson, we had Zoe Coletti, and they pretty, and this was like well over a month ago. And they said they're getting close to wrapping up season six. You know, maybe they had two episodes left to do. So they should have been well done by now. So my guess is they're keeping them there. And just going straight from season six into them shooting season seven. At least the first several episodes of season seven. 
to guarantee that AMC has something to premiere whenever they decide to air Fear again. Uh, you know, uh, April 11th is when the second half of season six is going to resume of Fear the Walking Dead. That will put season six ending sometime around the end of June. Now, we all know from previous seasons, the summertime is when Fear the Walking Dead usually premieres. They're not going to do that with this. They're not going to end season six and then show us season seven. So when exactly season seven of Fear the Walking Dead is going to premiere, uh, that's really a question that I don't even think AMC has the answer for right now either. They're... What I'm guessing is they're keeping them. They're keeping everybody down there. They finished uh, shooting season six, and they're going straight into shooting season seven. When is it actually going to air after season six ends? I have no idea. But anyway, this article right here talks about uh, how they are going to be shooting in an Austin, Texas suburb. Don't be alarmed if things took a little, uh, look a little apocalyptic on Tuesday in Round Rock. That's the name of the town, uh, which is a suburb of a suburb of Austin. You might even spot some zombies. The hit AMC television show Fear the Walking Dead will be filming in Central Texas on Tuesday. That's tomorrow, and with it comes some road closures. The city of Round Rock will be temporarily closing Chisholm Trail Road between Old Settlers Boulevard and U.S. 79. The closures will start at 7 a.m. and end at 9 p.m. Detours will also be put in place during that time. And that's all the information they're giving. So we know they're still shooting. And from previous guests on this show... They should have wrapped up season six. So I'm going to say it again. My guess is they are going straight into shooting season seven. Of course, they're not going to confirm that, but that's would be my best guess. So I wanted to share that with you guys. For those of you that thought they were all done and they're, you know, on their little break. It looks like they're not taking a break. Uh Here's just another thing about that picture that we saw. They did a whole article. I mean, we've seen a close-up of this picture before, and that was, you know, it was impressive when I saw it a few minutes ago, where she's holding her IV meds in one hand and unloaded a gun in the other. Uh, but they did a whole article about it. So let's go. This is about American Horror Story. American Horror Story cult doesn't deserve its bad reputation. American Horror Story Cult has received a bad reputation from critics and fans for several reasons, but it doesn't entirely deserve it. And here's why. As with any series, there's always one season fans perform more than another, but Ryan Murphy's American Horror Story Cult, which was season 7, has an exceedingly bad reputation that doesn't necessarily deserve. Since premiering in 2011, the horror anthology series has dealt with numerous social and political issues. In season 7, the showrunner 
may have had an issue with timing as cult detailed the aftermath of the 2016 United States presidential election, as well as the impact it had on specific groups of people. And I'll tell you what, uh, I thought it was timed perfectly. That season was sort of foretelling, if you guys remember that season, uh, Evan Peters, who you see in the picture right there, plays, he's the main star of that season, along with Sarah Paulson, who's also in that picture. Uh, he, the show, the season starts off with Trump winning the presidential election, him being ecstatic, and he just goes on from there and he puts a whole cult together uh, that go around killing people uh, into influence the way they want outcomes to work in their favor is the best way to put it. Uh, not the definitely not the politically correct way or the sane way to do things. But anyway, uh, looking back on that season now, four years later, I thought it was great. And if you look back and rewatch that entire season again, you will see that there are instances of what the writers came up with in that season that actually played out in real life. And that's how scary things got here. Uh, it paled to what happened on a show like American Horror Story. Uh, in season seven, the showrunner may have had an issue with timing as the cult detailed the aftermath of the presidential election, while the season's release was perhaps poorly timed, I don't think so, American Horror Story cult doesn't deserve its bad reputation and has started to overcome its initial critiques in the years after its release. Because yeah, like I just said, a lot of the stuff that they touched upon actually came to life, and it came to life in a lot scarier way then they even showed it on the show. Ryan Murphy had delved into several very serious topics over the years. He created numerous shows that unpack specific moments in history that are relevant today, such as Pose and Hollywood. Ryan, uh, sorry, Posse. Uh, Ryan Murphy's expansive filmography proves he doesn't shy away from discourses surrounding homosexuality, racism, sexism, misogyny, and more. Traditionally, however, American horror stories seasons aren't blanketed by such a diverse issue like the 2016 election. For instance, AHS Murder House featured one of their most controversial storylines, a mass school shooting, and its reputation doesn't even compare to that of cult. American Horror Story Season 7 also featured some of America's most nefarious cult leaders, like Manson, uh, Marshall Applewhite, and Valerie Solanas, who authored the famous Scum Manifesto and shot Andy Warhol. Perhaps the most unsettling aspect of cult was its use of the political division that came from the 2016 election, 
which saw the rise in extremist politics. No shit. Often compared to cults and cult-like mentalities by psychologists, which Murphy clearly featured in Season 7, Kai Anderson, character, who was played by Evan Peters, built an army of devoted followers who share his egregious political belief system, all while targeting a woman in his community. Ali Mayfair Richards, who's played by the awesome Sarah Paulson, the rhetoric that the season features may have been entirely too soon as the year didn't even pass since the 2016 election when Cult released. Had Cult released in 2021 or later, it's likely it wouldn't have the same bad reputation because of how far removed the events are today. And, you know, I just totally disagree with that. I think uh, he had a vision. Murphy had a vision. And I bet you even Ryan Murphy, who is the creator of the show, when he put together that season, in his wildest fantasies, he never thought that some of that stuff would actually come to pass in real life. But it did. And for those of you that have forgotten all about American Horror Story Season 7, please go back and rewatch it and compare it to the events that have unfolded in the four-plus years since uh, it came out. And you will see exactly what I am talking about. So it's definitely uh, something to rewatch again with a different perspective on how things have played out. I just wanted to definitely mention that to you guys. I thought that was really, really interesting, and I'm glad somebody wrote about it. Uh, all right, Korean horror movies. You're like, what? Yeah, Korean horror movies. They're pretty damn good. Train to Busan. Uh, they're, they're really good at making horror movies, especially in the realm of the paranormal and zombie subgenre. Uh, Train to Busan, one of the most you know well-known Movies to come out of South Korea uh, was a zombie movie. It had a sequel called Peninsula, which was, you know, good. Not as good as Train as Busan, but it was still good. While American horror tends to rely on jump scares and gore, these Korean horror movies and TV shows on Netflix go for something deeper. While American horror films and show... Okay, I hate when they rewrite the first sentence... Uh, Korean horror tends to bend the genre more often than not. Netflix has several frightening movies and TV shows hailing from Korea that may prove to be more rewarding to watch than other similar content produced in Hollywood. These titles range from supernatural mysteries to zombie tales, and none of them are likely to disappoint horror fans seeking something new. The first movie on the list is called Sweet Home, based on a popular webtoon. Sweet Home is a horror thriller TV series that depicts some very disturbing monsters on the screen. The show follows a young loner named Huan who lost his entire family to a terrible accident. After moving into a new apartment, Huan starts to realizing that the horrifying monsters are on the loose, alive, 
And this is a movie that I've been meaning to watch for the longest time. I know it's gotten great reviews, but I have not watched it yet. And I'm going to watch it. I just have not gotten around to watching this movie. It's gotten, like I said, great reviews. It's loved. It's on Netflix. Uh, it goes on to say, based on a Hollywood screenplay by Matt Naylor, hashtag alive, because that's what it's called, hashtag alive, is a Netflix original film that puts a unique spin on the zombie, zombie subgenre. Alive follows a young video blogger who becomes trapped inside his apartment when a zombie apocalypse breaks out. The man has to choose between isolation or fighting against the undead. And let's be true, you know, let's be completely honest here. How long, if the zombie apocalypse broke out, which it never will, but how long, you know, theoretically speaking, can anyone stay holed up in their house or apartment before you run out of food? So, obviously him staying there forever is not really a possibility. Hashtag Alive is not the only feature film adapted by Matt Naylor's script. Alone, an English language film with the same name as the original script, starring Tyler Posse, was released in October 2020. Alive fared much better with critics and audiences than its English counterpart, earning an 88% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, while alone received much less love. Uh, Colette writes, another to give it a go. Yeah, yeah. You know What I love about this show is us coming together here, and uh, we basically come up with new movies to watch. If all else fails, you know, Dead Talk Live, you get some pretty good movies uh, to put on your queue that you haven't watched yet. The next movie on the list is The Call. The Call is a lesser-known South Korean sci-fi thriller that takes takes notes from cult classics like Donnie Darko and Time Crimes. The film follows 28-year-old Seo Yan, who is visiting her grandmother in the middle of nowhere. Seo Yan misplaces her phone and is afraid she'll have no form of contact with the outside world. And that's... I'll tell you what, in today's world, if you separate somebody from their phone for any kind of prolonged periods of time, there has been proven anxiety that really starts to set in. Inside her isolated childhood home, Xiong Yan finds a strange old cordless phone. Xiong Yan soon discovers that she is able to communicate with young Suk, a young woman who lives in the same house, but in the year 1999. Uh, Yan tries to save the endangered Suk from disturbances far beyond her knowledge. What ensues is a wild sci-fi romp that destroys all expectations and is powerful enough to gain cult status in the following years to come. That sounds interesting. Alright, Godam. With horror anthologies are fairly common in Hollywood, there aren't as many produced in South Korea. That seems to be changing since the release of the short-form anthology horror series, Godam. Each episode is a separate ghost story in an urban setting, with the tales being only 10 minutes long or less. Sounds like Creepshow. 
Godam is not only unique because it's a Korean anthology horror series, but also because of its runtime. Most anthology shows are at least a half hour long each episode, so to see majorly effective horror stories told in such a short amount of time is very impressive. Most of the episodes tell a modern-day version of a Korean folktale. What do you guys really think of short movies or short films, short horror films, whatever you want to call them? Uh, I got to admit, I don't give them as much of a try as I should. Uh, there are a lot of great short stories out there, but in the time that I do have to watch TV, which is unfortunately not a lot recently, if I'm going to sit down, I'm going to pick a full length feature film as opposed to a horror short, which in 10, 15 minutes, I'll be looking for another movie to watch. But I want to change that because there are a lot of good short films out there and they don't have to be at least 80 minutes or longer to be good. And Host is a damn good example, although it's not a short. It's not a, a full movie in regards to time either. It's just 57 minutes long, but a great movie nonetheless. Next on the list is Nightmare High. Nightmare High is a surreal trip that feels like Nightmare on Elm Street mixed with anime drama. Nightmare High follows a group of students who start to notice strange phenomena occurring in their lives after their mysterious new teacher arrives to teach at their school. Soon, many of the students' dreams actually start to occur in reality. Svaha, the Sixth Finger. Svaha, the Sixth Finger is a... I'm sorry, that's a funny name. Is a psychological horror film that delves deep into the world of cults. The movie also depicts Buddhism and esotericism, subjects that aren't often explored in the films of this genre. Savaha follows a pastor who exposes religious groups that sometimes do more harm than good. God knows we have our share of those. All right, Kingdom. Now, Kingdom is well-known. Kingdom is awesome. Uh, consisting of two seasons and a bonus episode set to air on Netflix sometime this year, Kingdom is a visceral zombie series that demands you to focus on the bloodshed occurring on screen. Taking place during the Joseon era of South Korea, Kingdom deals with political drama against the backdrop of the zombie apocalypse. The show is frightening and has its fair share of gore, but it also has an enjoyable dramatic and will prove to be very entertaining for anyone who enjoys soapy dramas. The show is akin to a cross between Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead, and definitely just as violent. So there you have it. That's the first time I've ever heard a TV show or a movie called A Cross Between the Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead. I have never really thought of uh, Kingdom in that way, but it's kind of true. Alright, next movie on the list is The Guest. Combining demonic possession and murder mystery, The Guest feels like Korea's answer to Twin Peaks. 
but with much more fantasy elements thrown in for good measure. The show follows Hua Piang, a psychic who is being who is bent on stopping an evil demon called Son or Guest. Son possesses the weak, forces them to kill their loved ones, then stab out their own eyes. Hua Piang teams up with a priest and a detective who is skeptical about the existence of spirits. The show heavily deals with the themes of exorcism and shamanism. When the show first aired in South Korea, it garnered an audience rating of 4% of the entire population. That's not bad. With no second season, uh, while no second season has been announced, the series creators have stated that they are working on a movie sequel to the popular Korean series. And of course, money comes into play. Why continue making a TV show when you have something that is so popular? Let's make a film out of it. You know, kind of like the Rick Grimes film. Uh, I don't think that's fair. No, I, I retract that. That wasn't a fair statement for me to make. The Rick Grimes film, I think, is a product of several things. One, Andrew Lincoln wanted to leave The Walking Dead. And the other thing is The Walking Dead not wanting to kill Rick Grimes' character off before the show wrapped up. And they both talked about it and they reached a compromise where Andrew doesn't have to spend eight months out of the year away from his family and still be able to retain the character of Rick Grimes and the show not having to kill the character off well before its comic death, which, as we all know, Rick Grimes' comic death was pretty much the end of the comic book series. Um, saying goodnight to Sammy, who's leaving us on Facebook. Thank you, Sammy, for joining us. Uh, so, like I've said, there's a lot of great stuff that comes out of South Korea. They are really good at making horror movies, especially paranormal ones and zombie horror movies. Very good. Um, nah, I'm not going to do this one. I'm going to skip that one. Uh, no. Uh, which one? Here. Let's go. Sorry about this, guys. I'm a little bit, uh, less organized today than I normally am. But, uh, these are horror movies that are being released to Shudder this coming month. Uh, I don't know how many Shudder subscribers we have out there, but if you are, I love Shudder. Not only can you get some new horror releases that you probably never heard of, they pretty much have all the classics on there as well. Shudder is ramping up to release several titles on their platform in February. Here's everything that will hit the streaming service this coming month and when they will be available. In 2020, Shudder had its most successful year yet. The niche horror streaming service released over 20 original horror movies, and even more exclusives. They became the home of Indonesia's best foreign language film Oscar nominee Impetigor, and reinvented horror anthologies with Josh Rubin's Scare Me. Rob Savage premiered his impeccably timed Zoom horror movie host. Right on with that. The Etheria Film Night took their festival Digital and foreign horror boomed on the streaming platform. 
While COVID pandemic largely put horror movie releases to a halt and postponed some of the most anticipated premieres of 2020, Shudder didn't let it go and didn't let it get in the way and continued providing subscribers with new content monthly. They even went as far as rescuing Halloween by delivering audiences with numerous original releases and exclusives during the month of October in lieu of the usual mainstream theatrical releases. So, the mo- let's see, uh, with a brand new year comes brand new content at Shudder, and the 21 lineup is one to brag about. As of this writing, they are set to release 11 original horror movies during the first quarter of 2021. Shirley Shudder will also provide subscribers with a plethora of exclusives as well. Shudder has become one of the most trusted horror content providers on the market, and their February 2021 release schedule is more than proof of that fact. Without further ado, here's everything coming to the streaming service this February. Audrey Rose. Now, these are not all new movies. Uh, These are like this one. Audrey Rose came out in 1977. Uh, I have never seen this. Robert Wise's Audrey Rose is set to hit streaming service on February 1st. The 1977 psychological horror movie follows Bill and Janice Templeton after they are informed that their adopted daughter is the reincarnation of Elliot Hoover's, Anthony Hopkins, The Silence of the Lambs, deceased child. Weiss is known for his incredibly captivating sci-fi and horror flicks that include The Day the Earth Stood Still and the first adaptation of Shirley Jackson's The Haunting of Hill House, titled just The Haunting. The addition of Audrey Rose gives viewers a peek into what the director has to offer into the psychological horror subgenre. The Queen of Magic, 1981. Uh, Just going down this list, keeping an eye on the time as well. We also have Vampire's Kiss, 1988, with Nicolas Cage. Headcount, which is being released tomorrow. Uh, Ellie Callahan's headcount features a story about a group of friends who venture to Joshua Tree where they exchange ghost stories after one of them reads a mysterious chant they found on a very trustworthy uh, and not at all questionable website, horrifying events ensue. The friends are confronted with the possibility that they may be the target target of a shape-shifting beast. All right. A Nightmare Wakes, coming February 4th. Let's see. Discovery of Witches on February 5th. Discovery of Witches returned in the beginning of January 21 and will continue to release episodes throughout the entire month of February. Next, we have Night Tide, February 8th. Uh, The Whispering Corridors trilogy, February 8th as well. Carmilla, February 9th. Jeez, they really are releasing a lot of stuff this month. The Strange Color of Your Blood of Your Body's Tears. That's a strange title for a movie. The Strange Color of Your Body's Tears. February 9th. After Midnight, February 11th. 
Uh, Joe Bob put a spell on you, February 12th. Basket case, as a classic, February 15th. The ninth configuration. Let's see. Outcast. Wait a minute. Colin Murphy Supernatural Horror Movie Outcast follows Mary, who is being stalked by her former lover and a various killer, Caffel. Okay, this has nothing to do with Robert Kirkman's Outcast. That's coming out February 15th. February 18th, we have Shook. One missed call on the 22nd. Open 24 hours on the, on the 22nd. Psychomania on the 22nd. The Dark and the Wicked. All right. Originally released on Amazon Prime is hitting Shudder on February 25th. So for you guys who haven't seen The Dark and the Wicked, I think it's the best horror movie of 2020. So it's going to be available at the end of this month on Shudder. So make sure you guys watch that. Anyway, guys, thank you so much uh, for tuning in. We are out of time. Thank you for bearing with me today. As like I said, I am feeling a little bit under the weather. I'll be back on the air with you guys again tomorrow. Stay well, stay safe. And until tomorrow night, guys, remember, always stay walking. Good night.